Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Uh, welcome along to History Box, and it's part two of the uh, best of looking book from the 1970s, which I'm holding up there for Sam to have a look at to remind himself what it looks like. Of course, it's got the man about the house team yeah. on the front, Richard O'Sullivan, Paul Wilcox, Sally Thompson. Bit of Abba um, and uh, Lee Majors, Farrah Fawcett, David Cassidy, and that fella who we've forgotten who he is. The man from Uncle, do you think it was? With the glasses on there? Yeah, I reckon it's the man from Uncle, but can't be certain. He rings Unless, a bell, but. No. We'll is it, find was out. Was it a geezer in Charlie's it. Angels? Not Charlie, but Charlie's assistant. Yeah, yeah, it might be. But why would he be on the front? Fucking hell. The patriarchy for yeah, you, instead isn't it? Of the 70s. The angels themselves. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Um, but anyway, so this this looking, if you don't know what it was, it was a, a comic magazine which had comic strips from um, the most popular ITV series of the day because it was an ITV, it was called the Junior TV Times, which was solely ITV. So you've got comic strips of some of the best shows. You've got like stuff about pop stars, sports stars. And it was kind of a precursor to Smash Hits. But it had so much more than Smash Hits because Smash Hits was just pop. This was pop plus telly plus sport plus fucking all sorts. So anyway. Yeah, it's just everything that you wanted. What's funny though, thinking about it, is that like it's weird that, and I know it, happens, it still happens now, but you know, you've seen something in full colour Mm-hmm. film right and then because it's popular people think okay let's now take it into a two-dimensional illustrated form yeah do you see what i mean yeah. so you liked it when it had full audio and visuals mm-hmm. now let's see if you like it if it's just drawn on a piece of paper it feels sort yeah. of like i don't know the right the wrong way round yeah, use your imagination now, dickheads. You've had it on a plate yeah, too Yeah, it's long. like, you, you, have you watched Man About the House? Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I love the acting, the writing's great, it's funny, I even like theme tune. Yeah, anyway, would you pay money just for someone who's drawn a pictures of it with speech bubbles? <laughs> so it's like the TV show, but not as good. Yeah, I'll what, fucking pay for that, yeah. that sounds wicked. Yeah, of course The thing want. is, I can't, get an, I can't get enough of Man About the House in yeah. any format. Oh, Any format of Man About the House, I will basically buy into. Yeah, of course. 
Um, and I co- I'd forgotten about this. In the, towards the back of the looking each week, you had uh, TV listens, selected TV listens for every day. Can you see that, Sam? For um, oh yeah, for just uh, selected every, ones. For what's well, aimed at looking readers? Do you know what I mean? The things you might like to watch, but they were right. broken down into each region. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's fourteen different listings for each part of the country. So uh, mm. that seems a bit extreme, but that's how it was then. They used to opt out a lot from the main ITV programs for local programs and stuff. So Tyne Tees, I mean, this is the week of the Christmas week, nineteen seventy nine. So Christmas Day, nineteen seventy nine. Here's what it's telling us: we might want to watch in Tyne Tees. Eleven a.m. Lassie. Two p.m. Star Games Final. I don't know what that was. Um, and then it says three or five, the James Bond film. Don't tell us which one. Maybe it's <laughs> which a surprise. One? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fucking James Bond. Just fucking sit and watch it. Christmas Day. Queen's just oh, playing on. Doctor No. Fucking hell. Doctor <laughs> No. That's the first one. It's fucking boring. That's the one where he still wears a trilby hat all the time. <laughs> uh, then after that, what we got? Six uh, fifteen. George and Mildred. Oh, there's a George and Mildred oh. comic strip in this. Okay, hell. <laughs> Uh, and 6.45pm The Three Musketeers so there you go that's your Christmas fun on the telly oh I'm a big fan of The Three Musketeers Um, right so we've got pages 1 to 144 if you'd like let's select one Sam and we'll have a bit of a look at it we'll have a look in at it I'll say 102 please 102 coming right up oh 102 is, oh, oh, music. And it is a double-page spread all about the new wave. Oh, interesting. Bloody hell, that seems quite, you know, uh, that look, that's not the sort of article I associate with looking, to be honest. The new wave. Fair enough. I'd it, li- I'm always interested in knowing more about New Wave. Tell me more about it. Well, what better start a place could you have than looking? It says at mm. the top, it, lo- it used to be called Punk Rock. Now it's the New Wave, and it's a million miles away from the ABBA Sound, the Bay City Rollers, and David Soul. Whatever you yeah. think about it, it's hit the music scene in a big way recently. The Ramones got there first with their sheen as a punk rocker, while the Stranglers have done nicely, thank you, on the beaches with peaches. So here's our special look containing an exclusive interview with Barry Masters of Eddie and the Hot Rods at the music that some people claim is the sound of the 70s and others sum up in just one word, rubbish. Now they've managed to, yeah. to nail an exclusive interview with Barry Masters of Eddie and the Hot Rods. Eddie and the Hot right. Rods has obviously put the word out that he's got an interview in him, but there's only yeah. going to be one... Um, publication that's allowed to have it it needs to be an exclusive eddie and the hot rods aren't going to be putting their their words out everywhere uh, and looking they've obviously well, looking might have insisted on an exclusive maybe i mean it was quite a powerful title the big titles yeah. will always say we'll do the interview mm. they they they've got the whip hand yeah they're like convince yeah. us that we should give you coverage you know this is this is pretty valuable real estate the pages of looking yeah. For starters, we're only going to fucking do it 
We don't want any other members of the band. We're only interested in masters, right? Mm-hmm. First of all. Second of all, it has to be an exclusive. Um, can it be a print exclusive? No. It's an exclusive across all mediums. Yeah. Radio, TV, print. It's ours for a month. If we see masters pop up anywhere and give so much as a fucking soundbite on some local news within 30 days after the publication of this interview and looking then we will sue you and also we will crush eddie and the hot rod we'll see you into oblivion yeah <laughs> so um well, i mean who was like... the editor <laughs> i don't know uh, no, well anyway what's going on in this interview well, it's not even. Um, it's only a couple of paragraphs. Oh no, it's about half of the half of the feature is the interview with Eddie. What's his name? Eddie Masters. And he mm. says, uh, "We don't like being called a new wave band." Well, that's not good. In a, a new wave feature. Do, do, do you know what? No. Here's the thing. No band ever that's been part of a movement or genre. Yeah. Would ever say, yeah, that's what we are. No one's ever admitted well, to anything. Do, do they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I tell you, an exception to that is rap and hip hop, mm. and there is more of a camaraderie in that. Although that sometimes in the past, you know, some of the rap stars do shoot each other, which is yeah. not really synonymous with camaraderie. But they, they, there is like a community feel to it, where they're yeah. like, yeah, we're all part of this movement. But the, if you, I, I guarantee, if you look back at like. A Sex Pistols interview, right? They'd have gone, we're not a punk band. Don't call us a punk band. Yeah. Right? The ultimate fucking punk band. Do you know what I mean? And none of of them like that. The Britpop thing as well. They all all said that. Oh, yeah. It's great to be lumped in with this, but we're not really Britpop. We've got bigger plans. We're not Britpop. No, we've got our own thing. Yeah. I can understand it. Sorry, Echo Echo Belly. You are Britpop. Yeah, you're a fucking Britpop band. There's no getting away from it. <laughs> Sleeper. <laughs> so uh, we don't like being called a new wave band, says Eddie Masters. It's a contradictory name. People take it in different ways. New wave, yeah, because we're a new band. But beyond that, we don't consider ourselves in the same category as the normal punk bands. There he is. He's just um, mm. removed himself from two categories in one sentence there. Uh, the Stranglers I admire in a way as a punk band, but The Clash I find a bit tedious. They sound too manufactured oh. and thought out. First, you know, what can we complain about? I think rock and roll should be a good time thing. So Eddie and the Hot Rods are not there to complain, they're there to celebrate. Um, there's lots hell. of pictures of other. I don't know any of their songs. Groups. I mean, no offence, Eddie and the Hot Rods. I can think of one, but I can't remember what it's called. Mm, I'm not even going to bother looking it up. So there we are. That's the new wave. There's some pictures of some new wave bands along the bottom. The Damned, the Stranglers, the Clash, the Ramones and the Jam. And then you can write into New Wave Debate, looking 247 Tottenham Court Road um, with your opinions. Uh, And don't forget to include your age when you write. A bit creepy. Okay. Um, But I mean, we ask our listeners for their full ages, don't we, sometimes when they submit things. So maybe there's nothing wrong with that. And ideally postcodes, like in that meeting the other day where I inexplicably gave someone my yeah. full postcode when they asked where I was. Yeah. yeah, we want full addresses so we can look at where you live on, on Google Street View. Mm. Uh, Give us another number. Okay, 83. 83. 
Now this is the second second page of a comic strip of the Tomorrow People. Uh, I have got no recollection of the Tomorrow People. I, I think it must have been before my time, or maybe it was just a bit. The too name weird. rings a bell, but I don't remember ever seeing it. Uh, Children's the, science fiction series yeah. created by Roger Price. Right. Okay. Um. In 1992, after having much success with replays of the original series in America, Nickelodeon requested Price and Thames Television for a new version to be piloted. Fucking hell, I bet they couldn't believe it. New version! It ended in 1979. Um, Wow. Uh, Well, he must have have thought, fuck me. It's my lucky day. I thought all that stuff was in the past. What was it called? Nick Nick what? No, Roger, Roger. Roger Price. Price is back. Price is back in the game. The tomorrow people live again. Yeah. (laughs) I fucking knew it. Yeah. Everything's cyclical. What goes around comes around. do not, do not ever, ever in my presence mention Blake Seven ever again. (laughs) And if you do, I will fucking punch you to death. Because those people, they are, they stole my intellectual property. They deny it, but it's, it was fucking substandard, second-rate tomorrow's people. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the tomorrow's people very much. It was must have been um, not on, not not in my wheelhouse, as I think they say. But they were uh, kids who had been miniaturised, so uh, that must have been right, quite um, high budget then to have that kind of technology on TV. Well, you, you've either got to shrink them on a computer yeah. or you've got to build massive sets. Loads of big stuff. Yeah, we're back mm. we're talking about fucking uh, Gulliver's Travels again, Gulliver. I think, aren't we? We were on about Gulliver yesterday, weren't we? It's becoming increasingly a Gulliver-centric podcast, this. <laughs> yeah, why not, though? I mean, no one's ever thought of a better idea than <laughs> Gulliver's Travels, have they? It's not. a fucking superb idea. Of course not. <laughs> So we'll skirt we'll skirt over the tomorrow people because there's nothing really there. Although it does end, um, this is part one. The rest of it's later. It does end with a massive fish. Can you see that there? I don't oh, know if you can see it. On, it's about to, yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, I can see its mad come. face. Whoa. Oh, you don't want that fucking coming at you, do That's you? It's about to attack. Um, I'm looking at yeah. part two now to see what happens. Uh, yes. Listen to this, right? I'm just reading about the powers of the Tomorrow People. Yeah. Right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They've got various different things. And it says, one thing they lack is the capability to intentionally take another life. This oh. pacifistic element of their makeup is referred to as the prime barrier. And this is the important bit, right? Any Tomorrow person who causes the loss of a human life would be driven insane by the confusion in their brain. So these are children who refuse to kill. Yeah, Fair quite enough. unusual. Can't do it. I mean, I could. <laughs> I actually could do it. But if I did, I would go mad with confusion. <laughs> I'm just so, a kid. It's just not worth. It's not worth it. It's like drinking. People often say <laughs> drinking is a way of buying some happiness off of tomorrow, right? <laughs> and uh, it's the same with killing. It's fun while you're doing it, but the hangover is a nightmare. But we're kids. We don't drink either. We don't drink. We don't kill. They're the two rules of us. The tomorrow people. So, uh, yeah, that fish, it's a pike, apparently. It's a massive pike. And it jumps out of the ocean and knocks somebody off a boat as it does that, who goes, Nyaaah! 
in uh, Roy of the Rovers style. Style, so That's yeah. good. That's good. Um, no, I can't be bothered to read that or interpret what happens. Nah, I'll looks- give you another page. And my new page is 47. 47. Let's see what that brings along for us. 47. Oh, God, more tedium. This is a two-page oh. spread devoted to Folly Foot, which is one of those... On- is that about a horse? Yeah, it's one of those on-horseback drama things. So there, was there was loads of horse things, there was weren't there, in those there was, days? There was Black Beauty as well. I used I to like Black Beauty. Of them. Did you? Yeah, uh, I can't remember why I liked it, but I remember being like, fucking hell, yes, Black Beauty's on. <laughs> like a fucking horse. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, I thought it was fucking brilliant, the adventures of a horse. And then there was like, horses were much, kids were m- much more into horses, weren't they? There yeah. was fucking, horses of course, everywhere. the Champion of Wonder Horse, which we've talked about before, right? Yeah. Which is just a program about a horse getting into adventures. Yeah. Then there was Black Bess, there was Follyfoot. Um, although my favourite TV horse was Black Bess, which was Dick Turpin's horse. Uh, of course, yeah. A fucking yeah. great horse that was. There's, really reliable, solid, yeah. decent fucking horse. Uh, I'm, I'm probably horse blind because I'm just feeling nothing here. Um, there is actually that page number you chose. What was it, 47? That page yeah. does contain a column that is written by Folly Foot, the horse. Well, uh, a column by a horse. Yeah. How can you find this I'll, tedious? I'll, well, let's, let's, let's have a little bit of it. Let's see. Hello there. This is Folly. And I'm not a year old yet. I'm only a foal. But since I'm more or less the same name as the series, I'm going to do the talking. Okay, talking horse. Actually, yes, I am a child horse. <laughs> and yet I can write a column in a popular magazine. Confusing? Read on. <laughs> Actually, nobody dares stop me because I've quite a temper. And at the slightest opportunity, I kick things. I've kicked most <laughs> of the other horses in my time and I'm not afraid of anything. I've even kicked the old mangle standing in the yard. You ask Slugger. He calls me names I'd rather not repeat. Um, so, uh, yeah, and it goes on and on and on. Um, he says I'm the biggest cunt in the I, stables. I, I'm a young horse. I can talk. I can type. And I'm a right cunt. Hey! <laughs> what of it? I'm, I'm living my best life. A horse life. There's nothing like a horse life. Jalapeño. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Yeah, so that's um, Folly Foot. People were absolutely fucking banging to horses, and now, nah, it's a niche interest, no isn't horse, it? horse-based TV at all. You used to nah, get there the... He used to get the Horse of the Year show he used to be on, didn't it? The show jumping. That was big time yeah. TV. Now, nowhere. Now everyone's and all just of, into, like, gin- everyone, everyone's just into fucking dressage on the Olympics. Dancing horses. Dancing horses, yeah. yeah. I mean, people laugh about the dancing horses, right? 
and say, oh, it's not a proper Olympic sport and all of that. But I have to say, I would love to see some horse dancing. Would you? Like up close. I tried yeah. to go once. Can't remember what city. Maybe I was in Vienna or something. And there was like a horse. There was a show where they had these fucking horses dancing around the square. And for some reason, they either wouldn't let me in or I don't know, it wasn't on that day. And I was fuming. It was a bit like the crazy golf incident. <laughs> I want to see the fucking dancing horses. But, like, on telly, I don't think I'd watch it. But the idea of being there live, see up close, oh, see yeah. them horses prancing about. Because it's sort of camp, isn't it? Yeah, I think they agree. My favourite part, part of your anecdote... There's something amazing about that. My favourite part of your anecdote there was maybe I was in Vienna or something. Fucking <laughs> 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 <Okay>, hell. <laughs> I remember being... All right, all right Alan I was in Vienna. I was trying to remember. I was in one of these sorts of like European capitals. I I remember being in Vienna with my good wife, <laughs> and it was I was definitely with my wife, and we were like looking for something to do, and yeah. we found out that this city had some. I think they called them the Spanish horses, <laughs> the Spanish horses. But I remember we weren't in Spain, and that was right. one of the things that intrigued Part me. Of the attraction, yeah. We've got older. We've got hold of some Spanish horses and we've trained them to dance. If you want to come, it's 20 quid to have a look at them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd have been the same. I'd have absolutely been up for that, I think, live. Yeah. But not as part of the Olympics. Jesus Christ. Um, oh. Oh, I forgot, says uh, Folly at the end of this piece. There's one horse here who even had me beaten for naughtiness once. That's that's Sultan the Grey. We were filming a scene and the people wanted him to move across camera, but he wouldn't. So the colonel popped up and gave him a sly pinch on the hindquarters in the hope it would make him go. All Sultan did was turn round and use his teeth to pinch the colonel right back. Everyone laughed, including Steve. And it must have irritated old Sultan because he stepped forward and gave Steve a nip for good measure. Nobody told him off, of course, because he walked neatly across camera to do it just like they wanted. It's a jolly good life being an actor horse. <laughs> it sounds it, mate. <laughs> All the apples and polo mints you can yeah, eat. Yeah, carrots and stuff, yeah. I, I think it was Vienna because I've just Googled it and I'm watching a YouTube video called Vienna's Famed Lipzana Stadions <laughs> and um, they're prancing about and there is a geezer in the, the... The geezers who ride them wear the most extraordinary fucking hats. Yeah. I would... I would encourage anyone to look this up. Um, but, yeah, it must have been Vienna because these are quite remarkable dancing horses. Would you like, to, that, um, um, would, would you like to write a piece about it for the Turbo blog? Yes, I will do that. <laughs> I'll do go. that today. That's what it's for. Yeah. That's what it's for. Yeah. It's now becoming apparent. <laughs> Gives another number. Some. I might just write a 3,000-word think piece entitled <laughs> Horses. <laughs> Horses, question mark. Horses. And it's just all about fucking horses. I mean, this will just be one element of it. Yeah. Anyone for horses? Because <laughs> uh, um, another number, if you'd be so kind. Okay. Um, uh, 112. 112. 112 is... It's all about the Looking Star Awards. Um, which appeared on on an episode of Magpie. So it's a double-page feature. They've all got loads of the star awards there. They're just stars just on a plinth. 
There's nothing really to write home about, but I mean, an award's an award, isn't it? Um, I'll run through the winners. I don't know what year this was. Does it tell us? 1977, September 77. And we'll see what won the uh, the looking awards. Top Family Programme, The New Avengers. Um, top Comedy Programme, The Ghosts of Motley Hall. No Never heard of that. that at all. Top General... That does sound funny, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm giving it... I think that sounds like a good winner. It looks just like Ghost, which is now on BBC One. I think they've just completely yeah. reinvented that. Um, the Top General Magazine Programme is, of course, Magpie. Um, top Music Light Entertainment Programme is Run Around, which, of course, was Mike Reed, pre-EastEnders. Mike Reed, yeah. Run Around! You cunts! <laughs> you little yeah. cunts! Sanjay, where's my Nelsons? <laughs> that was my uh, favourite ever. Um, what was his Frank Butcher line? <laughs> yeah. Where's my Nelsons? Yeah, I think that was his cockney name for... Um, Whatever note it was that had Nelson on it in them days. I can't. I don't. I don't understand. Whatever. What? Well, you know, Nelson was on a note, right? Wasn't he? You know, like in oh, America, money. they call them Benjamins, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nelsons. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Ryan yeah. slang. It was Nelson Mandela. No, I don't where's think me, so. Where's me Panatellas? I mean, I haven't. Where's me Panatellas? I, I me Nelson Mandelas. I... I don't think I've ever heard it before, other than um, from Frank Butcher. He used to say it quite a lot. Mm. And as a result, me and my pals, who, you know, in those days, you're talking, his his prime was like the early to mid-90s, wasn't it? Yeah. So he was a real icon to most young lads in Britain. Yeah. And, yeah, where's my Nelsons just became a thing. (laughs) Sanjay, where's my Nelsons? (laughs) Uh, top TV sports star, of course it's Kevin Keegan. Couldn't be anybody else. No. Top drama program, The Tomorrow People. Fuck off. Fuck um, off. And there's a picture top of top horse. Yeah. <laughs> Did they have a top horse? There's not a top horse. Top TV pop stars, nineteen seventy-seven. Who do you think that might be? Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, the seventies. Put yourself into the mind of a I mean, child in September 1977. 77, I think, I don't know, but because I'd have only been two, oh, but right. I reckon we're past, we're sort of past David Cassidy, Bay City yeah. Rollers, David yeah. Soul. Although David Soul was mentioned earlier, so I'm going to say David Soul. It's Shawaddy Waddy. <laughs> Fuck him now. And special award, top record, Under the Moon of Love by Shawaddy Waddy. It's a great song, yeah. to be fair. So that's your looking awards. Um, I don't know how many of them turned up to the Magpie Studios to actually collect their awards, but um, might be on YouTube. Don't know. Give us another number, Sam. Uh, twelve. Page twelve. I'm just just opened up the, the Jeff Hurst page. Page twelve. What the fuck is this? This is Junior Showtime, which was uh, a variety show. And it says, Jeff Cowan invites you to meet the compares. Um, it must be the the presenters of Junior Showtime. This is 1971. Joe Brown, of course, the professional Cockney. Mm-hmm. Um, Les Dawson's one of them. Ken Dodd and Bobby Bennett. Mm. Who remembers Bobby Bennett? Don't no, know. I remember Lenny Bennett. Mm. No, this is Bobby Bennett. I think he only appeared on Junior Showtime and that was it. 
But there's a, a slightly unsavoury photograph of Joe Brown with, um, and he's with a couple of the minstrels from the black and white minstrels. Oh dear. Different yeah. times. Oh, that's not a good. Different that's times. an image that can come back to haunt you. Yeah, different times. I think they're kids as well. Blacked up kids. Hmm. Um, all right, we'll move on. I think one more, one more page number, then we'll wrap this up. 73. 73. That's fucking Tomorrow People again. What? It's another fucking Tomorrow People comic strip. All right, 33 then, 33. I'm just going to go for one that I've just found. I've just flicked through 58. All right. And it's... um, I'll just describe what I can see on the page. It's Bruce Bruce Forsyth. He has... A great big showbiz grin um, slapped across his face and he is holding in both of his hands in front of him a giant box of Weetabix. <laughs> of course he is. There it is. Can you see that? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Look how delighted he looks yeah. as well. Yeah. Proper showbiz. And it's he says, kids... You can do well in the Weetabix family game. So can your mum and dad. It's the game all your family can play and a great chance for you to win some fabulous prizes like a speedboat, okay, now, train set, dolls, bicycles, watches, electric guitar, sewing machine, colour television, car, tape recorder. These are not in order of price, are they? He's gone, dolls, sewing machine, car, Tape recorder, hi-fi unit, city camera, motor mower, food mixer, transistor radio, records, plus many more. So ask mum to pick up a special Weetabix pack today, then you can get cracking. And there's £25,000 in prizes to be won in the Weetabix family game, which I don't remember. But, um, Bruce... Um, uh, I remember some... seeing a documentary about Brucey and what he... And it, and it was... Um about his life mm. and he um about how he lived this is like in like i guess around 2010 so he was already old and he was doing well on you know what you call it strictly, uh, strictly. yeah and they were like how does he stay so fit and young because he was fucking old on strictly and he was still like coming out and doing his dancing and yeah, all of that he was and his mother-in-law, like years previously, had given him a morning routine to follow, and he did all these different right. like st- stretches and exercises every morning <laughs> without fail. But he was very particular about what he ate. I've just looked it up here. It says every morning <laughs> he had he has porridge, so not fucking Weetabix, right? So that was yeah. bullshit, right? He had. He has porridge every day with blueberries on top, meticulously placed oh. an equal distance apart, distance apart. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Interesting. Okay. What else does he have? Does it say? No, I just put them like that. They have to be exactly no. 1.1 centimetre away from each one, placed in a circle like so. Okay. I've just been triggered by page 105 which is the uh, full page advert for the uh, six million dollar man doll that we were talking about a couple of weeks oh. ago oh god this is your next ebay purchase isn't it just think of all the adventure pack missions you could undertake with this terrific all action figure of colonel oh. steve austin 
and like Steve himself, he's bionic all the way through. Roll back his skin yeah. to reveal removable bionic modules or activate a secret button in his back modules. and he'll lift an engine block with one hand. And you do actually I got get... a secret button in my fucking back. You do get the engine block <laughs> as well. You get the engine block as part of the kit. Uh, you know yep. what I'd have done? If I had that, the first thing I would have done, if I'd got that for my birthday or Christmas, I would have run a fucking bath. Because <laughs> having them action figures in the bath is that next level. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. you get him, and then I'd probably get, an, you know, if I had an action man lying about, I'd get him involved too, so they could have a ruck. Yeah. And, um, and then, yeah, I'd just set it all up in the bath. I'd strip off. Get in the you bath. Strip off. Would you strip the dolls off as well? Um, not at first, but as the game progressed, they might become <laughs> unclothed. Uh, depending on the nature of the adventure they were yeah. they were involved in. Well, and yeah, it is mad because they can play and fight on the edge of the bath, but then at some yeah. point they fall in. Someone's going one in. of them tries yeah. to drown the other one. It's yeah. just fucking madness. And the clothes fall off. That's uh, an underwater naked <laughs> fight between the six million dollar man yeah. and action man. And you find yourself having <laughs> strange feelings and you're wondering why you're having those feelings. Yeah. You're excited Tingly by bath it. time. <laughs> yeah. Look at, look at the muscles on the cons. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll get myself a bulwark and I'll try and get muscles like that as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think we'll leave it there. I think we've covered enough of the looking book. I'm just quickly skimming through. Oh, there's a, a two-page ABBA comic strip. Um... Loads of tomorrow people in this. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ, there's like fucking six different comic strips of it. Black Beauty comic strip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe we're too young, but it says it went from 76 to 79. So it certainly would have been... You, it would have been about when you were getting bang into TV, well, but you must have just been there, uh, fuck that. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'll have been like seven and 79 when it finished, but I'll have been probably too young for its complexities. You know to be honest, I, mean? I don't think that you... I mean, I don't think that you really like science fiction much, really, do you? Nah, not that much. Not that fussed. Plus as well. You know, this is ITV, so there'll have been stuff going on on BBC One I was into. Green Jill started in 78. I was well into that. Because that was in the real world. Not in yeah, science fiction space it. world. So... Um, Had a bit of grit, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's enough. Two, two episodes is enough. Uh, yeah thanks very much for enjoying the look in history books I think we'll do Gulliver next week yeah I've never actually read Gulliver's Travels well we'll just do the Wikipedia page I've seen the I've seen the film adaptation with Jack Black in it right that was quite good I haven't seen that one but um, yeah I might give it a read I'm looking for a new book to read with my lad so maybe I'll give that a go well, we could have a look, see what's that. We could just do oh, the Wikipedia. By the way, we'll the seeing book. as we're doing a deep dive, I, mm. I, I'll tell you briefly that um, yesterday um, I watched uh, yesterday's hero with Len. All oh, right, he'd never seen it, but he'd heard about it and he knew that we'd done it as a deep dive. Yeah, and so he said, "I said, do you fancy watching it? Because we were at a loose end, and I wasn't sure where we'd go for it. He fucking loved it, mate. Did he? Nice one. Yeah." 
He absolutely loved it. It's interesting the things that they pick up on. Like the one of the things that fascinated him most was the muddiness of the pitch. Yeah, and he he re, he refused to believe that there were pitches like that. And I said I played on pitches like yeah. that, and he was like, "Shut up!" No, you didn't. No well, one played on pitches like that. Get, get on the YouTube and have a look at the big match revisited because there's loads of episodes on YouTube, and there's some loads of muddy pitches yeah. in the mid seventies. That'll shut him up. Yeah, that'll shut him up. Definitely. But if you've got a kid around nine or ten, then and they love football. Turns out that yesterday's hero, and it, the other good thing about it is, like all the best films, it's quite short. It's only an hour and a half. Yeah. And he absolutely pissed himself at the music scenes where Cloudy <laughs> and Clint were performing together. He thought they were fucking hilarious. That's right. right. <laughs> like proper laughing. And they are. So, yeah, just a little reminder of previous deep dives. And if you want to watch it with your kid, it's on YouTube. It's on our Give YouTube it channel, isn't it? It's on our YouTube channel. Yeah. We've put it there. So, um, yeah, okay, great. Thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns